Hey, we're doing a show, I think. Are we doing a show? Funny story. Ah. Welcome to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah. I'm uh, S-A-R-A, and you are not J-O-E. Not the J-O-E. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Mr. J-O-E. That's oh. an S-E-S-L-E-E-P. Look at us spelling. Back to school. No. I Did you stay up and watch the Lions game? No, I don't do that to myself. <laughs> I know better. I watched. I stayed up to watch people react to the Lions game, which yes. is better. So that's okay. So I was getting the show ready, and then I finished the thing, and I started looking around on Facebook, and I started seeing immediate terrible Lions memes, and I'm like, oh god, I haven't even checked in on the game. I check in on the game, just miserable. Yeah. Oh god, it could not have been a worse Monday Night Football showing for the Lions. It was so. Terrible. My favorite is the one where the lion's like jumping over the ocean. It says, I want to die. Because <laughs> it's been like that for many seasons now. Oh, and it's very God. unfortunate. So unfortunate. So I think that's what happened. I think Joe was just so distraught after watching the lions and then seeing all of the reactions to it that he just... Just gave of, up. He gave up. His, his body like, gave out. And yeah, he's like, like you know oh, what? I don't feel so good. Oh, I need to sleep a little bit more. And then luckily... We have this tall drink of water mm. over here, David, who's like, I kind of know what you guys are talking about, I think, so yeah. <laughs> I'll hang out and this, do stuff and talk about who is, stuff. Who is Nikai Manag? Cl so close. <laughs> so close. Nikai. Yeah, <laughs> you're the perfect person to have for this story. Oh, God. I mean, like, Joe was probably going to be not interested at all, and I think, like, David's like down here somewhere, somewhere. down here. Yeah, or like Here's possibly. The thing. It's, it's very interesting about this because we're going to talk about the uh, the Nicki Minaj and Cardi B fight that yes, happened. Yes, Friday, 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 Friday. I didn't know they were beefing. Like they're like, <laughs> hate where each have you other. been? Yeah, actually, uh, it was mostly Cardi B, but the hysterical part is that this was for New York Fashion Week, mm -hmm. so it was a super fancy party. I mean, people were dressed up to the nines, had gorgeous gowns on, and then it was like an all-out brawl on the part of Cardi B, because Nicki Minaj had a crap ton of security with her. Oh, yeah, she was, like, surrounded by this <laughs> huddle of people. She just kind of stepped back and let her security take mm -hmm. care of things. And Cardi B was waiting for her when she got done with the red carpet to do this, takes off a shoe, throws a shoe at Nicki Minaj, nothing. One of her, the Nicki Minaj security, was like, just catches the shoe, which would have been amazing. I actually wish somebody had better footage of that. Yeah. But she was going so bananas that at one point, I don't know how, but Cardi B's dress rips. And people across the street who were filming the fight, you just naked Cardi butt just hanging out while she's still trying to get in there and scrap. That's and hardcore. Yes. That's cheese. I mean, and it was like a full, like you can see kind of the top she's of it nice there. She's well. like wearing a full, oh, that too full-on dress so I don't know what happened then it started coming off and then so Nicki Minaj didn't end up doing anything in the fight I'm imagining this golf ball sized whatever that is on her head came from security and fighting back against security Just fell over herself like most likely because look at that dress I mean you can't you, there's no movement in that dress it's not a fighting dress there's no and then she was trying to walk around with one shoe so you're right it was probably just her own fault <laughs> she got Timbered. in trouble but yeah they've been kind of at each other for a while because it was Nicki Minaj's world for a while. She kind of went quiet, was doing other things, and then Cardi B was the new hotness, and everybody was talking about Cardi B. And so 
now Nicki Minaj sort of jealous of all of that and it really came to a head because Cardi B said that Nicki Minaj was talking trash about her child and her being a new mom. Yeah, that's no. You don't mess with a mama bear. Mm -mm. Like that's just, you thought I was going to be able to handle myself before and be cordial, but Cardi B's like, nope. You said that I'm a terrible mom and I can't take care of my child and just get my child's name out of your mouth. I'm throwing shoes. Seriously, don't it. don't bring other people's kids and stuff into this. If you don't like her as a person, right. go, have, go nuts. Exactly. But, don't, but Nicki Minaj spoke out on her little radio, uh, Queen Radio yesterday and said she never said anything about her child or her motherhood. And then she uh, took the high road, not at all, and said, that unlike you, I've never had to do pay for play and basically sleep with DJs to get my music put out on mm. the radio. And she just kept it classy from there. So I don't know, we'll see if there's even more clapback from Cardi B about what Nicki Minaj said yesterday, but I can only imagine you're at this, you're so excited to be at this huge fashion week event. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the, huh? But yeah. So. Really, I mean, that, that pays for itself. I mean, can you imagine? Well, like you, you, you go got. like, oh, I'm gonna go to fashion events, it'll be beautiful and gorgeous, and then all of a sudden you see a huge cat fight between two superstars <laughs> break out. You're like, yeah! Exactly. Why did we take out ads? We just needed two <laughs> women who really don't like each other. There it is. So they had like booth babes there, you just have like two chicks that just cat fight, and there you go. See, usually I'm on the show with Joe, and Joe's coming up with the ideas that are good for uh, business plans for the future to make no. us money. Today, it's David who's got it going on. And then yesterday we were talking about the U.S. Open because of the controversy with Serena Jeez. Williams and that whole fallout yeah. with, the, uh, with the judge. But we missed one of the highlights of the weekend at the U.S. Open finals because Meryl Streep was watching the men's finals. And when Meryl Streep watches anything, apparently she goes all in. She's like she looks like the women's sound on the court, pretty much when they're like you know, they're exerting <laughs> themselves. <laughs> People said she looked on for that one that she looked like the the screaming emoji <laughs> that you could use, and just all of the Meryl, the myriad of Meryl facial expressions were classic throughout. I the like thing. okay, okay. Let, let me just go off on a tangent here. Please, I like how it's like. She looks like the screaming emoji, yeah. which is based off of the scream, which is a very <laughs> famous painting. But when we reference it now, we it's talk the, about emoji. the emoji. Oh, it's the screaming the emoji. Painting, which the well, there's two. <laughs> well, but yeah, so she is just absolutely engrossed, and then people started to realize that they were putting, you know, pictures of her up on the jumbotron, the big screen, and all of her facial expressions. And she, because you can have an earpiece in and listen to the commentating while you're watching it. And See, so I didn't know about it. I didn't, know. That's I didn't either until I saw the clips of her and she was wearing the, the giant thing. Mm -hmm. And she started to realize that they were, in their commentating, were referencing her. <laughs> and so here's a little clip of Meryl realizing that she was the star of the show. Meryl, well done. Bravo. Please. We can, yes, we can see you. <laughs> 
She's like, hey, cheers, hi yeah. again. I'm drinking it up. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she may somehow find a way to get an Oscar for her <laughs> performance while watching the men's finals. At that the, would be uh, insane as a new category comes yeah, out. Yeah, like, oh, John Legend, you just got an EGOT. Well, now there's another category for real life acting Best while you're sports watching, watching sporting events. Yes, exactly. Meryl Streep. Oh, and then uh, something else that we did not get to yesterday, which really. It's not a big deal, but uh, the Miss America pageant happened. Yeah, it happens all the time. And uh, this year, though, was the first year without the swimsuit competition. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, no. What are we going to watch now? What are we going to do? People actually be people. That's weird. <laughs> so that was going to be really the only interesting thing about it was yeah. that there was no swimsuit competition. But then, and this was like, right in the beginning when they have all of the contestants come out and sort of introduce themselves and their state. Mm -hmm. And usually, you know, it's just like, I'm Michelle Miller from Wisconsin and I like cheese fries. And then they just kind of walk off. But Miss Michigan got up there and shouted out the Flint water crisis <laughs> in her intro. Nobody saw that coming. So here's a little bit of that. Michigan came to play. <laughs> she, she just like threw it out there, like yeah. all on the table, like I'm from Michigan and Flint still has dirty water, you assholes. <laughs> I, I swear to God, please, I wish she would have just completely sworn during that whole thing. I mean, if you're going to do it, Miss Michigan, <laughs> just, drop an just F go out because you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Oh, so yeah. You might as well go out there and just blaze of glory that pitch and just be like. <laughs> What is our government doing with the dirty water? Just Flint, thirty minutes of like prancing, people are trying to take the microphone away from yeah. her. She's just, just like middle fingers everywhere, <laughs> you know, and rips off her top. No swimsuit contest. Here's some boobs. I mean, she might as well just. And it's just Flint water crisis yeah. all across. <laughs> like soy bomb. Yeah, exactly. She writes the <laughs> soy bomb. <laughs> There's no reference right there. I know. There. That's an old, old-timey uh, reference. Yeah, so anyway, thank you, Miss Michigan, for actually making something semi-interesting happen at the uh, no longer beauty pageant. Mm. Now it's about how pretty you are on the inside scholarship pageant. <laughs> Not really. Oh, speaking of uh, Purdy. So uh, last week, after the passing of Burt Reynolds, he passed on Thursday, and so Thursday into Friday, and kind of over the weekend, too, but people were constantly posting on social media. Most people posted a picture of, like, him in the smoking the bandit car or whatever, mm. and, you know, when they're doing their RIP Burt or whatever, but some people wanted to post a picture that was very famous for Burt Reynolds when he did a nude spread in Cosmo magazine. Mm. And I didn't realize that he had been put on the spot. He was filling in for Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. And Helen Gurley Brown, who ran Cosmo for years and years and years, was a guest. And she was like, you know, you're a sexy man. We would love for you to do this naked spread. And she put him on the spot live while he was doing the show. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> and he made history kind of because we, we were so used to uh, the ladies being the ones that have to show their uh, nudity. But then Bert, bare skin rug, hand in a very strategic place. 
covering bits and was in the cover of it. So some people. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh boy, that's. A, I so I just for you. I didn't do the whole shot. Oh. Even though you can't. Oh, just for me. <laughs> even though you can't really see anything in the in the full shot, there is. We're cutting off. It's very it's very classy. It's like. It's a yeah. It's not just, too much little Bert, you know. <laughs> hey Bert. Just regular little Bert. Yeah, he's just hanging out doing the pigeon, hanging out on the bearskin rug. I don't rug. know which is which is hairier though, unfortunately. I, no, that's a good question actually. I'm gonna like go bearskin on bearskin right there. Bert on Bert. Mm. So people started posting this on Facebook. And Facebook has a zero tolerance policy for nudity. Yes. And so they started taking the pictures down. But my favorite part is they then later realized their error and apologized and said, oh, no, no, you can, you can put your famous Burt Reynolds naked pictures up because pornography, we're against it, and we take that down. But if you're using his nudity to praise a man after he died, we're cool with it. That is, that is a very, very weird rabbit hole to go on right. there. Because what if, what if a porn star dies? Then, do, nice. are you able to just like go to Pornhub and? He's dead, and I'm just trying to. I'm just, I'm just you trying know, to relive honor their the honor. memory of Ron Jeremy. Should Ron, Ron Jeremy pass? That I just I need and to. Anal Destroyers Part Two was his best yes, work, and exact. I'm just trying to put it out there. I just want a clip to of, all my friends on Facebook. Yeah, I don't know. I just, in honor of Burt Reynolds, <laughs> we at Facebook are going to allow you to have male nudity on your page, because we wouldn't want the man to pass and not have. What an honor, though. Yeah. What an honor for Burt Reynolds. I Give it up for Burt Reynolds, everybody. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. You made Facebook just rethink their whole nudity clause, and it's and it's a beautiful we are thing. proud of you. And hopefully, it'll free the willy of other photos all around Facebook. One can only hope. One can only hope. Yeah, I just thought that was really weird that they were like, "Oh, we'll make an exception in his death." Good old Burt. Bertie. Now, I did not watch Sunday Night, but I know that people for some reason, get super excited about the Sunday Night Football song. Yes. Uh, and, it's, a, and it's a song about football, people. Like it's they have very angry opinions <laughs> about the Sunday Night Football song. And it used to be Faith Hill. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Mm. And then I think Pink did a version of it. And then Carrie Underwood did a version of it. And then they changed the song again and it was oh sunday night oh sunday night and the people seem to like forgive her for changing the song and doing that one and now they changed it again and people lost their damn minds mostly on twitter which is what twitter is for yeah um and i don't get it because it pretty much sounds like the same every song. other right, stupid exactly. sunday night football yes! song it's not that different, but they were treating it like she had like kicked a puppy or something. Like I don't understand why there's so much hatred for. I will song. say, I will say, and we'll see it when it, when we start playing yeah. it here. The blatant Pepsi advertisements oh, in it are just like okay, it's a, it's come a, on. It's basically a Pepsi commercial with a little bit of a commercial for uh, football <laughs> in there, and then Carrie Underwood looking hot. Like what else do you want from this little clip? I don't know. So here, you make your own opinion on whether you hate this song as much as people seem to.
<laughs> it's your bog standard Sunday night right. football lameness. Like exactly. It's like you just kind of put a couple of things in a computer and then it prints out a song for you. You know, like it's. I don't. I just people. Like, computer generated song. Yeah, my ears. Football, are Pepsi, <laughs> yes. Sunday. Carrie Underwood Print. legs go. Um, yeah, people are writing things on Twitter like, my ears are taking a knee in protest of Carrie Underwood's SNF theme songs. I love Carrie Underwood with every fiber of my being, but what is this new SNF song? There is no sense in telling you that the new Carrie Underwood SNF song stinks. Okay. We're all still waiting for Faith Hill to come back and fix this ass. <laughs> well, I like Faith Hill is just going to descend from the rafters and be like, I got this, guys. Don't worry She's about like it. She's like Linda the Good Witch. She's going to drop on down in a bubble and be like, don't you worry. I've got your song. I know you've been waiting all night for, waiting all day for Sunday night. I don't but know. There's one thing that we care about with Sunday football. It's the song. It's everything it's, else. Right. Is, everything else can just go oh, the way. Yeah, thank God you understand what uh, you're picking up, what I'm putting down. <laughs> all right, when we get back, Avengers, they are working on it still. I thought they were just doing some reshoots. Turns out they don't know how the movie ends. And we'll talk about it next on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Time I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't Woo, that is a spicy meatball. Hi, welcome to Pop That Culture. You know me, you know this guy, because he's actually been on this show quite a bit. Yeah. It's David. <laughs> not, as good as, not as good as Andy and definitely not as good as Joe, but Oh, pinch. please, please. We love when you're on the show. Oh, Today was a surprise, it. surprise. Yeah, surprise, yes. <laughs> Joe. Joe's feeling ill and his wife was like, I'm just, he looks so peaceful when he's sleeping. I'm just going to let him. Yeah, talk to him in a little. 
I'll take our son to school. You just sleep right through the podcast. <laughs> and then he, he called us in a panic. She like, says oh, that you just sleep right through you the podcast. You just don't even worry about that thing with the thing. Um, oh, so we love you, Joe. We do love you. You're the B-E-S-T best. But thank you, David, for coming to hang out. So you remember when we talked about how Mark Ruffalo pretty much spoiled the ending? Oh, yeah. Um, like, very non-ceremoniously, too. Just, like, <laughs> slipped out there. It was like, oh, God. So... He, they were doing, um, and this was months and months before the movie came out, but they, he was doing press, and his press partner was Don Cheadle <laughs> for Avengers Infinity War. And I, I thought Cheadle was going to have a heart attack. Oh, uh, like you <laughs> just see, like, his, his face just go to, like, come on, man. Never seen a, a black man go white as a sheet before, yeah. but I think if he could, he would. But, yeah, so he, I basically, Mark Ruffalo was like, oh, you're not going to believe it in this one. Like, and, like, half of everybody dies, and then Cheadle's just... What? And then Ruffalo tried to. No, I'm just kidding. No, I should I keep going? And I, what should I do? It was so awkward. She was like, "You already let you it go, do man." It. I'm just like, gonna. I'm stepping. I'm walking away from you, sir. You're gonna dig your own grave over there. I'm not even gonna help you out on this one. I'm you not already... gonna lose my bonus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he said it. This interview happens, but uh, people didn't realize it. I don't think until after the movie came out, or weren't really paying that close attention to this one particular interview because I feel like we would have heard more about it before the movie mm -hmm. and really we heard about it after the movie oh, yeah. that this interview happened so I don't know if somebody uh, at the movie somebody company like found a way to on there, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. bury that interview do not let that interview out exactly the other person um, in the full cast is Tom Holland Spider-Man oh yeah also terrible about letting things slip. well now they're just playing on it now now yeah. they're just like all right we now want to do fake. something cute and right but so they are very careful with usually what they what press they allow both of them to do <laughs> so that they don't want any more of this to slip out. They have the Cardi B guards following them exactly. around. Exactly. But Ruffalo just did another interview for a Marvel podcast thing, and he started talking about how this month they've been doing reshoots for the next um, Avengers movie. And they said, we, we, we're doing reshoots starting in September, and then we'll go back on the international tour. Then you guys will get the second installment, which... We don't even know what it's going to be yet. We're not just doing reshoots. We're going to finish the movie, which we really didn't get to finish totally when we left it last year. Insane. And people are like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Like, and then he could, did, because he's him, keeps on digging, just... that <laughs> digging that hole. I don't even know that they really know exactly, Mark Ruffalo said, uh, as far as the, uh, the Russo brothers. Some of it's happening while we're there. It's pretty amazing. And we'll shoot some stuff and a few days later come back and we'll reshoot it because we want to take it in another direction. It's a very living organism. Even as we approach it being a locked picture, we're still working on it. It just came to me. Part of me thinks that this is this is the Roof of Love's plan. Like this is their this is their oh, way they're to just keep like... things under wraps as much as possible. Okay. That they're just sort of changing the script constantly. Because they feel like people toes. have guessed too much how they're going well, okay, to so get them out of the pickle. All of this, this whole story has already been told in a comic book. Like this is already, right. this is already been, we already know what happens. Yes. So I, what, what we don't know is what their spin on it's going to be. Correct. And so I feel like what's happening is they're just sort of being led on this wild goose chase where some of it's real, some of it's fake, some of it's getting cut, some of it are saying they're cutting it, right. but they're really not. And so they don't really know what to give the press as far as information. 
So then they're just like, Ruffalo, pretend like you're confused. And oh, no, he is confused. He's oh. totally confused. Oh, he legit None of them are on the loop on this. Okay, so he's not just doing it directors. on purpose. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> just the directors are on this. They, 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 he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Oh, Nobody else knows. See, I thought he was playing the Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I gave you too much information, but you're saying he legitimately. He's legitimately confused. Okay. <laughs> and I think they have so much money, they can just do whatever they want, and they can do that. Like, okay, so those are no reshoots cost a lot of money. But like, they build it in with these movies. Oh, they for think. sure. They yeah, there's already, already in the budget. But it sounds like they're doing like a lot of reshoots and they still haven't finished the ending. Right. It sounds like they just have all this money to play with and they're just like, well, if let's just keep it under wraps and we can just keep pretending to do reshoots mm. indefinitely. All right. I see your black helicopter. I get what <laughs> what's going on there. Um, now, we are in September, and at the end of this month, because everything has to start early, nothing can be when it's supposed right? to be anymore. <laughs> um, this is going to start in July next year, just for no reason <laughs> at all. This uh, Oktoberfest starts in September. I mean, traditionally, and I guess it goes on for three weeks, and it's a huge thing. And yeah. People will travel to Germany to go to real Oktoberfest and not just go to, like, TGI Fridays or something. Like, we Oktoberfest deals. The Scotchtoberfest. Yes, exactly. But what's funny is that there was a um, Munich newspaper that just put out an article where there was a writer there bitching about the slutification of, uh, of Oktoberfest. He blames tourists. He's like, in Germany, we get it. And we celebrate it the right way. And people wear the traditional Bavarian clothing. Mm -hmm. And now all these tourists are coming from all over the world. And they don't want the regular traditional Bavarian clothing, the dirndl, for the ladies. They just want porn outfits. True. The skirts get shorter. There's more boobs everywhere. And they feel like they're, that people are ruining Oktoberfest. That's not to be a prude, but they're kind of right. Like, okay, if you want to go to TGI Fridays dressed like that, <laughs> knock yourself out. But if you're going to go and, like, experience the real Oktoberfest in Bavaria, like, if you want to be a part of that, then wear the traditional outfit. Like, don't slutify yourself. Like, nobody does that. It's just bad taste. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, a lot of people keep blaming the Australians, which <laughs> I, I didn't realize... This is a bit apparent. Wow, that's just going back, way back. Like. That, yeah, the Australian tourist coming in and slutting it up. And he's like, that's not, you're not dressing like in a Bavarian costume. That's like me going half naked and claiming I'm an Australian. So it was the huge Australian burn there that Australians are just nude all the time. But um, it's me. kind of like how we've, I guess, bastardized um, St. Patrick's Day. Everything. Well, everything, every, every, every holiday that has an ethnicity attached, we just like completely just went off the rails, like Cinco de Mayo. Right. And just drink tequila and that's it. That's everything. What it's, become. it's all. It's just if we can find an excuse to drink and get sloppy and <laughs> eat lots of food, USA. That's how we like to. Like I'm surprised Oktoberfest isn't a bigger thing in North America, and we just get drunk for three weeks, like. At, if you have a holiday that lasts for three weeks that's about drinking, you are correct. I'm Why is this surprised. not just like an absolute smash? In Throw this some country? fried foods in there as well. I mean, you got, geez, <laughs> you got the makings of a, of a national treasure right there. If we can have cheese sticks and ranch and drinking, and it's a holiday, Oof. and it's not just what I do on Tuesdays, then yay! Let's do that. Um, this next story is so hysterical. There's a guy who had a typical guy experience which is that he went to a bar, talked to a pretty lady, 
Ooh. helped uh, get her and her friend home and said, hey, I'd like to see you again, pretty lady. Can I have your number? She gives him a piece of paper with a number on it, but then the next day when he tries to call it, he didn't even do the three-day wait oh. rule. Like, next day, tries to call it. Wrong number. Oh. So then he, like, then he remembers, she goes to the University of Calgary. I'm going to go to their directory of emails and email every Nicole in mm. that university's directory Bad and try form. and find the girl that I met. Bad form. If you, it doesn't turn out this way, but usually if a girl gives you a number and you call it and it's the wrong that's number. That's what I was going to ask. Did she write the number down herself? She wrote it down herself. Then that's, yeah, you just drop it there. Then just leave let it. it go. You frozen that shit and you let it go. You failed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, so anyway, Carlos, Carlos is not a quitter. <laughs> He's not a giver upper. He was so obsessed with this beautiful Nicole from Holland. He emails all the Nicoles and writes, hi. This is a mass email to all Nicoles. If you don't fit this description, then ignore it. And if you're the one and just don't want to talk to me, that's okay as well. If your name is Nicole and you're from Holland and you think Nietzsche is depressing, then text me at, gave his number. I'm Carlos, by the way, the guy who took you and your friend home last night. What's hysterical is that this then bonded all the Nicoles at the university, they started emailing each other, like, should we all reply saying we're all the Nicole he met? Then they started a Nicole Facebook group, and all the Nicoles started hanging out with each other and oh, becoming God. friends, because this tool couldn't find this one girl See, that he met in the bar. You went from just losing or not, you know, scoring with a girl to now being made fun of by an entire by all the like, sorority of Nicoles. <laughs> yes. You just, you, me you messed up. But come to find out, Nicole from Holland actually didn't memorize her number correctly, she said. And she was not trying to give him the wrong number. And um, she is here on exchange, and so she doesn't have a university address. So oh. she never got the email. And then somehow through Facebook, she found out about the Nicole group and sent a message to the Nicoles and said, hello, fellow Nicoles. I'm the exchange student from Holland who got brought home by Carlos last night and thinks that Nietzsche is quite depressing. Don't have a UFC email, so didn't get the beautiful email myself, but the powerful network of Nicoles helped me get in touch. Oh. And I would love to meet all of you Nicoles sometime in the future. What a, what a wonderful end of that story. Pretty? It's so beautiful that this guy who should not have done what he did yeah, and ended up being a happy ending. Don't follow his lead. This no. was a one in a million shot. This was, yeah. It doesn't usually go down that way. No. No, not at all. Oh, we have a scandalous, scandalous story about a former president who got kicked out of a very happy place. And I can't believe he told this story publicly. And we will tell you what it is next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. 
Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. Midterms are coming up. We're going to do a deep dive into all No, we're not. I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I am no, over don't. that so hard right now. Ugh, blur politics. But yeah, uh, over the weekend, Barack Obama spoke at a rally in Anaheim, California, and he did what he was supposed to do, which is to talk about the Democratic candidates and urge people to vote in the midterms. But then, because he is the freewheeling, I'm out of office now, bitches, Barack Obama, he feels like he just tell whatever stories smoking he Smoking cigarettes, <laughs> train smoking. Funny you should bring up cigarettes, because he decided he was in Anaheim, and he's like, being in Anaheim reminds me of a story, kids. Let me tell you a little story about when I was college age, and I wanted to see Cool in the Gang. So I went to As the, one does. As one does, yes. And so he went to the concert, and then he said, after the concert, you could still hang out in the park. So he and his buddies go to the gondolas, and he said, I'm ashamed to say this, so close your ears, young people. But a few of us were smoking on the gondolas. Ooh. And then he did a classic Barack Obama pause, and I think people were like, wait, smoking or smoking, smoking? And he said, these were cigarettes, people. Terrible things, and they'll kill you, and I stopped. And then they get out of the gondolas and there were two Disney police officers waiting for them. And he said he got booted from the Magic Kingdom. Oh. Barack Obama. He said Disneyland was cool about it. They said, sir, you're going to have to leave for breaking the rules, but you are welcome to come back anytime. Just without, oh, okay. those, All right. without those dirty, dirty, dirty cancer sticks. Um, so, yeah, he's like, this is where Barack Obama's at. He's like, I'm just going to tell you whatever I want to tell you now. I would, I would have loved it if, if Disneyland was like, okay, you're kicked out, and you're kicked out forever. And what? even when Ever. he becomes president, they're still like, nope. <laughs> no mousies for stands. you. Stay out of our park. Have you ever been kicked out anywhere? Oh, or no. I, I was way too, like, like that whole thing of, like, fighting authority like that. I was like, mm, I don't want to deal with that. I don't, no? want, I don't want that on you're my like, shoulder. I'm going to be subversive. I'm going to be nice, nice. 
There have been times where I have, because I used to partake in cigarettes uh -huh. uh, at, a, at one point. Yes. And I would smoke in areas I was not supposed to, but I never got caught. So. Okay. Oh, sneaky David. Yeah. I was never smoking in the boys' room, though. So. <laughs> I wasn't that cool. Um, there was a story that's coming out of, uh, hot out of Ohio, where... <laughs> Which is the only place <laughs> this could happen, really. Again, when we tell these stories, there's two choices. Ohio, Florida, Ohio, Florida. This time it was Ohio. And there was a deli worker who was playing the long game, really. She really long game. Really, like eight years long. Oof. And she was stealing from the company a couple slices at a time. Yeah. Just over eight years, every day, she would eat like two to five slices of ham. Sometimes she'd switch it up, have a little bit of salami slice, but... Uh, mostly it was just ham like she was keeping herself alive <laughs> off of the ham at work this and is then terrible. don't do that it's full of sodium and mm. <laughs> I don't know if it was Cheryl in the cheese department or Katie in the cake department but somebody was like that bitch is stealing little pieces of ham every day and we are totally gonna tell management about this yeah, like like literally like, like shavings of ham it wasn't like she was right. taking like pounds of it which if you've ever gone buying deli meat is expensive as crap like well, they did the math on this, and they said if a store valued her theft at $9,200 over the course of eight years, and they mm -hmm. said that she ate 260 pounds of ham after all of those shavings, okay. which would put it at 35 bucks per pound for this ham. This is like the most expensive ham I've ever heard of. But yeah, she just slowly, slowly, slowly over time was eating this deli meat. Diamond encrusted ham, apparently. <laughs> I don't. And she finally got busted for it. And I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming she won't serve any ham jail time I hope not. on this I one. Mean, but to steal over nine thousand dollars from a company. Now, was it just a, a specific type of ham that she was eating over the course of? Eight years, nine years. Because what it sounds him? like is like she like shaved some, and then like some was left over from the. It's like oh whatever. She's just snacking. Just, just snack it, whatever. Yeah. It's it's like uh, bartenders that are kind of you know skimming. Yeah. They're like a little money for the till, a little money for me. Let's well, a little ham for you, a little ham for me. No was one it will only notice. Ham. I'm sorry, to cut off. Was it only ham? Because it says deli meat. Because well, if I was at a deli, I would juice a lot. So she had a little bit of that. Yeah. She, every once in a great while, she'd change it up and have a little bit of salami. But yeah, nobody's going for pimento loaf. Like, you're going for the classics if you're going to steal deli meat every $35 day. $35 ham. Jeez, <laughs> it's I mean. so expensive. It's unbelievable. So Which yeah. actually, I don't know why I'm like shaking my head. That's about right. That's about <laughs> right. I mean, there's like the top shelf ham. Like, it's maybe like $10 more than regular ham, but it's still expensive crap. <laughs> Boar's head. I don't know. Um, we've been talking a lot about different world records, Guinness World Records that have been happening mm. recently. There was the guy that smashed over 200 walnuts with his head. Yeah. And then there was the lady who holds the record now for being the oldest club DJ. I believe she was 83. Which good on her. Yeah. yeah. And now we have a guy who really gets no glory for this. There was no. None. There was no prize. Nobody was at the asking for this. No. Yeah. Not asking for it. I don't think Adam Sandler knew about it. There was, the, it's not like he was raising money for anything or do, he just decided that he was going to start a hashtag and watch at least one Adam Sandler movie each day of the year. I'd shoot myself before the end of the week. 
So we started on Adam Sandler's birthday last year, mm -hmm. which is September 9th, in case you want to okay. get him something. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then hard. ended it on the 9th of this year. And you only have so many to choose from. So he's seen eight crazy nights at least 30 times. Not only do you have so many year. to choose from, you have so many what some people would consider good ones to choose from. Like, right. There Billy is, Madison. Yeah, there's like the... Big Daddy. Which... Happy Gilmore. I, I don't like any of those. You don't like any of them? I don't like any Adam Sandler. I thought he was the same character in every movie, well. and I disliked him. <laughs> I didn't like him on SNL. Yeah. I didn't like him in his movies. But then he was just like, you know what? Screw it. I want money. And just started churning out garbage. Like and Jack so, and Jill? Jack I sadly and Jill watched that movie. And Pixels. And like, uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, is it Daddy's Boy? Da what? Yeah, Daddy's one Boy 1 the... and 2. <laughs> well, Grown Ups. Grown Ups 1 and 2. That's but it. there was one he did with Andy Samberg, and I can't remember the name of it, where Samberg finds out he's Adam Sandler's son. Um, but yeah, you only have so many to choose from, and you have to watch them over and over and over and over again. And he said whenever he would get tired and think he couldn't push through and watch it one more time, he would get all these tweets from people saying, you can do it, and oh trying to help. Keep, yeah, so you knew that was going to happen. And this is a guy who actually, prior to doing this, would hold SandlerCon, where people would come to watch 24 hours of uh, Adam Sandler movies. I think he's unwell. I don't, I don't think got, we should be cheering him on at all. I think he needs a, professional help. A bit of a crush. He has met Adam Sandler. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, at shit. least <laughs> met him uh, a couple times. And, but I don't know if Adam Sandler understands like the depth how of deep. how much. I mean, this could be an Adam Sandler over here. This should this should That's be an two ideas out. today, David. That's two. I would this. You know what? Because if it's done in the correct way, I think it could be really good. Because like Spanglish, that was that was a good Adam Sandler movie. Oh, you like that Spanglish? One, that, All right. Well, and Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk so Love. you like serious Adam Sandler? You yeah. don't like when he can pull out the chops and do like a serious role? Yeah. Like he didn't okay. like put his own little goofy spin. It was just serious. Mm -hmm. role. It, was, it was good. Okay. So if he did the same thing with this, mm -hmm. where he has this, this like crazy obsessed fan following yeah. him around and, <laughs> and watching at least one of his movies every single day, then this would this makes it. do the script, I write it, it up, yeah. send it to Hollywood, so cut and print. Adam if you had to pick one, if I had Punch Drunk Love. Oh, so you might would be Happy Gilmore. No. No, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Yes. Like I said, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. What was the other one from that? Oh, I said, uh, well, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Which I do like Big Daddy. I do like same Happy Gilmore. Same person. Every movie. He's <laughs> the same person. Those movies were the same movie. That's cool. You have your opinion. I have mine. <laughs> now, this crazy person who watched an Adam Sandler movie um, for an entire year also claims that Little Nicky is underrated. Um, <laughs> Jake, would you like to weigh in on your feelings on Little Nicky? <laughs> Do you feel like that's an underrated film? I think it's good. It's all right. <laughs> He's a slightly different character than David. You should love he it. He does, and it's Ronnie Dangerfield, and I love Donnie Dangerfield. So. There was one movie that Adam Sandler did do that I just like looked at him, and I was like, oh, there's two. Okay. Right. The, the do-over that's only on Netflix. Oh, oh God, I haven't yeah. watched any of his Netflix don't, movies. Don't, yeah, don't, don't watch any of them. You're, you're set. Save myself? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Jack and Jill. Well, right, that which I mentioned. Just, it's yeah. atrocious. Yeah, which yeah. I don't know who, like, like, shot um, 
uh, oh god, now I'm drawing a blank on his name, and I just had it a second ago. Uh, Al Pacino with like a trank dart, and convinced him this was a good idea to do the movie, where he falls in love with the Did twin you ever sister hear, like, the, of the, Adam the, Sandler. The conspiracy behind that movie? Why Al Pacino would be in the movie? Why anybody would be in that movie? Well, is that it's a, is it is a money laundering scheme, <gasps> that he was just sort of funneling money to his friends from the studios. Yeah. I love it. Like it makes so much sense. Yep. Oh god. All right, well, the next story should warm your heart if you're not too into Adam Sandler. You should be into a young lady who can do pretty much anything because in Mississippi they had their big homecoming game and they crowned their homecoming queen during halftime, as you normally do. Mm -hmm. And then she had to make a quick outfit change into her football uniform so she could go back to being their kicker and actually kick the winning point in the game so here enjoy as this young lady brings it home for her team Congratulations, Kaylee Foster. Yeah, no senior, powder puff there, all varsity. Senior Jeez. at Ocean Springs High. And this was, uh, I think it was an extra point in overtime as well. So it was like a super dramatic game. And then, like, what are, the wire. what are the chances that Kaylee was just going to be clutch in the end? And she actually also was homecoming queen at the time. So amazing for that. We have some interesting science news there's a bit of a cardi b Nicki minaj fight happening in the science world where somebody is ready That's to what someone would call it yeah take off a shoe and throw it at the people who made a decision about a certain planet and they want it reversed and we will talk about it next on pop that culture want to stay informed entertained and enlightened get connected and stay connected today to new radio media the new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. 
Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Culture. You can visit us at, at Pop That Culture Detroit. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of this sign that I cobbled together and then David hung on the wall. It's so nice. It feels so homey in here now. Not so transient and temporary. <laughs> we actually have stuff on the wall. Your bundle <laughs> stick is over on the side <laughs> over there. Yeah. We come in and they just clear all our crap out later. <laughs> like, let's get the bad taste of Pop That Culture out of our mouth. But yes, you can visit us at our Facebook page at Pop That Culture Detroit, where uh, I took the picture of Meryl Streep watching the U.S. Open men's finals, where she looks shocked and said that that's actually her watching the Lions game because last night was a travesty. But did we expect anything different? Probably I, not. What did I throw, like four or five picks, something like that? It was. It was I, they were going for their own Guinness World Record of <laughs> interceptions. See if it was possible. Could you imagine if they just like say screw it and just like all right? Go for the record. <laughs> no, yeah, it was just I don't know. I I expect them to lose, but I didn't expect them to lose quite Hard. so. Worse than the Browns now. I, uh, the Browns pulled out a tie at least. I God, just so depressing. Uh, Let's. Let's make a planet great again, shall we? Make Pluto a planet again. There is a group of scientists, and they have uh, an article in the scientific journal Icarus that said Pluto should never have been demoted. What the F, you guys? I can't believe that you turned it into a dwarf planet when it should be a legit planet. It, that, it never made any sense to me. I will say it right now. Like, it's just... <laughs> It kept you up at night. It You're did. Like, why like, was it demoted? Why? And then, and then we see the new like pictures from the New Horizons probe that came in, and this beautiful planet. Like obviously, like it's not a freaking asteroid. It's not a dwarf planet. It's a planet. Yeah, it's called a planet. I didn't realize exactly how they defined what makes a planet, but apparently, it's a celestial body that orbits the sun, and this is the very important part: mm -hmm. is round or nearly round. And then the next thing that it has to do, according to the group that defines it, is clear the neighborhood or knock other space rocks out of its path as it's orbiting the sun. Right. And their bitch about Pluto was that it wasn't clearing the neighborhood well enough. It wasn't knocking things it's out of its way well It's only been a planet for less than 100 <laughs> years. Give it some time. Give me a chance. God. But now there's a new group of scientists who are saying that the most important thing is actually the fact that it's round or almost round. Oh, yeah. And like I said, the pictures from New Horizons is very beautiful. It's a very round planet. It looks so spherical. You so must be a planet. Know, you never know it wasn't a planet. <laughs> I can't believe it's not a planet. So now there's this knockdown drag-out fight in the scientific there's community. There's always been a knockout drag-out fight Pluto. It is, it is a point of contention. It really is. They've got beefs about whether or not it should be reinstated as a full-on planet or not, but we'll see if it happens. I, I have a little uh, planet book for my daughter that I picked up at like a, I think a yard sale or something like that. But it's an older one, and Pluto's in there. And how am I going to explain to my child, <laughs> scientists, that Pluto is no longer a planet and that we should just it's shun them the because they're different. <laughs> wow, scientists. Get it together. I can't believe it. 
There was also a new report that came out that talked about how dangerous pizza is. It is. It's so dangerous. It is. You ever you ever get that point where it's like the pizza's fresh and you just want to eat it? You just want to eat it immediately. And and you take that blisters, chance. Just blisters for weeks. You take, you take that uh, pizza Molten roll, hot cheese. pocket, you know, regular pizza chance mm. where you're like, I know I'm going to burn the roof of my mouth. And there's no way to get a Band-Aid when Destroyed. you lose roof skin. It's just, just the worst. gone. But yes, the uh, U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission actually put out a report saying that 2,300 people wound up in the emergency room in 2017 because of pizza-related injuries. That's crazy. Yes. Just pizza. Yes, pizza. So injuries included, but we're not limited to cuts from trying to cut the pizza. Okay. I thought people were cutting those, and I'm like, all right, I give up on humanity <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Burns from the pizza and pizza pans. Mm. And then also falling while carrying the pizza. Does that really count, though? It said pizza-related injuries. Okay. If you are carrying a pizza and you slip in the pizza place or on ice on the way to your car as you're picking up your pizza or just anything Fair in, enough. The, in the orbit of the pizza. And then falling out of bed while reaching for a pizza. That was just one guy. That was like a very specific injury. Yeah, I'm going to say that's like Steve. Steve injury. <laughs> a lot of the bed while reaching for pizza. Where he had the, uh, the thing on the floor and he'd put the box down already and he was laying in bed and then he realized he wanted one more slice and he tried to get in there and he actually cracked his skull slice. on the nightstand. <laughs> and the, it happens. Pizza is very dangerous. What is the dumbest way that you've injured yourself? Um, I was climbing on top of a pool table slash ping pong table at my old parents' house, mm -hmm. and I fell backwards and scratched up the entire length of my back. Like it just like it just wow. like shaved off like on the table. Like, oh man, that was the worst. <laughs> and I was I had just got in the shower and I was getting some underwear. And well, that's a lot of info. Yeah. It was, it was not a good time because it's like, <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, you know, covered in a towel. It's like, oh, come on. Wow. You, you asked for like I the know. worst way. And that is. That <laughs> is the a, worst way. That's a terrible, terrible What about you? Way. For me, let's see. I have a couple of them, but I would like to say um, opening the trunk of my car to put groceries in it. And as I'm putting groceries in, not realizing that the open trunk has a corner right there and then just totally like jamming into my eye. Oh. And, yeah, blinding myself trying to put groceries in a trunk. Stupid. Well, Although my favorite is when people injure themselves sneezing. Oh, uh, you just like, ah, oh, oh, I pulled a muscle. <laughs> That's how you know you're getting old. You know who doesn't injure themselves though? Ever. He's Finesse. made of steel. He's got it. He's got it under control. Oh on my lock. God. Craig Folly is pristine. Priceless, and you get to enjoy them for two hours, and we will see you tomorrow on Pop That Culture.